Welcome back to the Capstone Podcast. My name is Tyler Blumenstick, joined by Nick Tobias, Sam Meehan, and Anthony Mano. Um, it's week 12. We already are three games into the week with Turkey Day passing as of yesterday. Um, Man, what Thanksgiving games those were, right? Because we're not recording prior to those happening. Yeah, they were definitely not recording. Mano, I can tell you that the winner of all three of those football games, they scored the most points. They did. They did. So That's true. Man, that quarterback. Dak Prescott came back out. <laughs> I almost said it was a Christmas miracle. <laughs> they brought Tony Romo from the miracle. booth. They're like, hey, hey, Tony, can you come down? Oh, sure, man. All, All right, right, go ahead. Sorry, Let's Tyler. That might have been the worst Tony Romo impression <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. I, I can give you worse. If you, you just really mixed want like. Oh, hey, oh, oh. That's Tony Romo right there. <laughs> It's a lot of noises. <laughs> this All is right. a disaster. We're this off the hinges. <laughs> All right, so this week we're going to give you Sunday night. We're going to give you easy money, make the case, and then we're going to go into Monday night. So Sunday night football at 820 is the Chicago Bears at the Green Bay Packers. The line opened at Packers minus 7.5. It's now Packers minus 8.5. Uh, the total is set at 45. Now – we don't know if Mitch Trubisky is going to play or if it's going to be Nick Foles, um, pending Nick Foles' injury status. Uh, just some trends here. Chicago 5-5 five and five against the spread. Green Bay 6-4 and four against the spread. Chicago 3-2 and two on the road. Uh, Green Bay 2-2 two and two at home. Chicago 5-4 and four as an underdog, and Green Bay 4-3 and three against the spread as a favorite. So there's that. I'm going to go with Green Bay in a yeah, runaway game. I was going to say, pretend you're Mason Crosby and kick it off. Yeah, I will. I'm going to – kick it off with green bay minus eight and a half i think they i think they destroy chicago um i say it every every week why do you have to go and drop that kind of a word i'm sorry they're gonna destroy them usually i do it yeah usually mano does it it doesn't work out in his favor like you said the same thing about kansas city last week and it didn't work i'm 0-4 when i say they're gonna blow the doors off them or run them off the (laughs) run them out of the stadium like it doesn't work for me so i gotta stop saying it all right maybe it'll work for stick let's hear it i hope so no i i just I say it every single week where, with Chicago's offense where they just don't move the football. Um, I, I don't see them putting up maybe more than 17 points. So that gives Green Bay a solid 27 to win that by 10 and cover. So I don't know. This is just a gut feeling pick for me. I, I, I don't know. I don't really have much more. Well, you talk about how you talk about how the Chicago Bears can't score the or they can't score the football. I mean, Green Bay put up 31 against the Colts' defense last week, and the Colts have arguably one of the best defenses in the league. And putting up 31 on that team is impressive in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, flip side of the football, the Packers' defense is only giving up 192 passing yards per game. So whether it's Mitch Trubisky or Nick Foles, I don't really think it makes too much of a difference. Now, a question mark for the game, besides the quarterback position, is still the running back position. If, they, if they're going to get David Montgomery back, if they get him back, does it really make that much of a difference? I don't know. Um, Aaron Rodgers is a monster. Um, He's been excellent all season long. He's got three 300-yard – he's got three straight games with over 300 passing yards. Um, he's going to have Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, Lazard, MVS. Um, I really don't think it matters. Uh, the Bears defense has ranked 10th with giving up, uh, you know, 340 total yards per game. And I, I the, the problem with the Bears defense is they are good, but they're on the field 
you know, more than half of the time. And that, then yeah. they get run down. And especially with a player like uh, like Aaron Rodgers, I don't really think that they're going to be able to stand too much of a chance. I mean, eight and a half is a lot of points. And I, I granted, I am very nervous to take eight and a half points here. Um, but Aaron Rodgers is the better quarterback. And I think that the Packers are the better team here. And, and they're home at Lambeau. And it's probably going to be cold knowing the way Lambeau works and Wisconsin works. So cold in Chicago. I don't think that plays that big of a deal. <laughs> Chicago isn't uh, isn't the, the the sunny confines of San Diego, you know. No. But but at the same time, you know, it's, uh, it's cold is cold. Cold, cold is cold. cold. Cold is cold, and and I think Aaron jo- Aaron Rodgers is more fit to play in the cold than. And Nick Foles. I mean, Nick Foles goes from Philadelphia to uh, Jacksonville where it's nice and warm. And then, I mean, Kansas City doesn't really count, but Aaron Rodgers. I mean, the guy won the Super Bowl in February, Nick. Yeah, but where were they playing? Probably in a dome. In a dome. dome. It was in a dome. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Mano, Sam, who's up? Take it, Sam. I'm going to do something I really don't want to do. Yeah, here he goes. Both of you guys are going to take the Bears. Both of you are going to take the Bears. I'm going to take the Bears. Eight and a half, I think, is is a lot of points. Yes. And this is a <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to say because like, even I hate what I'm doing right now. Probably more than you do. I hate the fact that I'm picking the Bears. But, again, like, like I said in the Baltimore-Pittsburgh game, it's not as big of a difference, but Chicago is desperate. And I think they'll do enough defensively against Aaron Rodgers and the, and the Green Bay offense. So, yeah, they put up 31 against Indy, which is incredible. 28 in the first half and three in the second half. I don't know if that says more about Indy's defense and in that they could just turn it on like that, or if it says more about the – Green Bay offense that they can go stagnant if they you know take off that a little bit. Same thing happened against uh, Minnesota a few weeks ago. They scored in their first three drives of the game and then did not score the rest of the game. I think the Bears defense is talented enough. They haven't quite lived up to that talent this year. And I think this is again the huge game for them. I think the Packers will still win this game. It might be one of those games where you see how the hell is this only a six point game where like, you know, Green Bay out gains them like four fifty to two eighty, something like that. But Chicago, as long as the defense can bend, not break, keep this game close, I think they can keep it within eight and a half points. Man. <laughs> He's going to do it. He's going to do it. I am going to do it. I'm going to pick the Bears. I'm going to pick the Bears. It's an eight-and-a-half-point game. They're two-division teams. Doing that now. Um, it, it, I, don't, I don't know if it really comes, has to come down to anything more than that that, that hasn't been said already. The, the Packers are simultaneously, like, one of the better teams and the most unimpressive teams in football. Um. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know if it's possible, but like I I feel like the Packers the Packers give me that the pack uh the Bears are they coming make off no a bye sense. week. They don't they don't and they're still a really good team. I'm not taking anything away from the Packers. They're still a really good team. I I just think the Bears coming off a bye week against a division 
Eight and a half is a lot of points. So I, I got to gotta take the Bears here. No other analysis other than that. All right. Split down the middle. Me and Nick. Mano and Sam. Ah, uh, Sammy. I hate to see you on the other side of this one, brother. It's a rough one. Mm. All right. Um, let's move on to easy money for the week. I'll kick it off here with the Vegas Raiders minus three at Atlanta. Was that yours, Nick? I was – that was up there, yes. Oh, go ahead. You can tell we don't uh, include each other on our picks because <laughs> every week there is there is some somebody, sort of somebody, panic. Some Someone saw their hands Someone's, up in the air. Yeah, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, usually it's a bad thing if you tell somebody, oh, I'm picking this, and they're like, yeah, I'm doing the same thing. It's like, mm, maybe I shouldn't do that. But here we are telling you what to pick. So, well, not what to pick, Pretty but much. giving you a thought process on what to pick. All right, so my thought process with this – Huh? I was wondering if you were going to talk. Yeah, no, I'm going to talk. So I'm going to go with the Las Vegas Raiders minus three at Atlanta because these are just two different football teams. Like Vegas is very solid and well coached, while Atlanta is kind of a team making the most out of a situation where their head coach got fired. They kind of have an interim guy in there right now. Um Look, the Raiders are seven and three against the spread. Atlanta four and six. Last week, uh, the Vegas Raiders lost by four to the Kansas City Chiefs, the best team in football, arguably. They would have won that game if that fullback made two catches, and if, and if Aguilar and if Aguilar made a catch down the sideline. Granted, they were difficult throws and catches. Aguilar. Yeah, he was dry. We were catching him, unlike Aguilar. Yeah. Look, keep going. Um, Derek Carr is cooking right now. I mean, he. If it weren't for throwing the ball away and the drop passes, he probably would have had maybe one incompletion, if not zero. Uh, He was on the money the entire time. Um, You look at Atlanta, only scores nine points against a New Orleans defense, who I don't want to harp on it, but they're really stepping it up, and they're playing with a purpose over there. Um, This is just simple for me. Vegas is a lot more solid. Atlanta is kind of crumbling, and I think Vegas covers a three-point spread here on the road. Yeah, I mean, I'll piggyback it off a little bit. I was thinking about taking this too. Um, Las Vegas is arguably the most improved team in the league this year, uh, taking a huge step from where they have been to where they are now. Their offense has taken a huge jump. And like you said, Derek Carr looks like a, a you know pretty much a new quarterback under center this year, only throwing two interceptions and kind of hanging tough in there. And their running game is legit with both Josh Jacobs uh, and Devontae Booker. But the other side of the football, you look at the Atlanta Falcons, um, they, they might be without Julio Jones. I mean, he, he was limited much of the game last week with, with an injury and who knows if he's going to play this week, it's probably going to be a game time decision. Um, but in general, I mean, the Las Vegas Raiders are giving up 275 passing yards per game. So, uh, that, that plays into exactly what the Atlanta Falcons do and that's pass the ball down the football field. Um, so, I mean, I could play the other side of this game, but I think the Vegas Raiders are a better team here and three and a half is, is three, three and a half is good for me. All right, who's next? Hit it, Sam. All right, so I had a few games I was thinking about here, but uh, this line might be a little big, especially being there a road team. But uh, I'm going to go with the New Orleans Saints minus six against the Denver Broncos. Is that your pick too, Nick? Come on! So (laughs) Denver coming off a big win at home against a red-hot Miami team. They're able to shut them down on the uh, 
I mean, the Miami offense couldn't do anything with Tua, and then Fitzpatrick came in and looked a little better, but then a big pick at the end uh, cost me my best bet last week, actually. But I'm going to do it again. I'm going to bet against the Broncos. Um, I know last week they looked good, but they this is a team that, you know, has been unimpressive all year. I was actually big on them uh, in the preseason. I thought they were going to potentially compete for that AFC West. That, alas, is not, ha- is not happening. Uh, and – the Saints have, I think, uh, made their mark as the class of the NFC. Um, early on in the season, I was unimpressed. You know, I was not high on them. But the defense is starting to come together finally, and they're looking dominant more and more week by week. They're able to shut down Drew Locke and that, that offense. Um, and just letting Taysom Hill just play, um, not, you know, they can do too much. And uh, Michael Thomas being healthy and doing that thing where he's, uh, you know, dominating every secondary that comes against him. Oh, yeah, that thing. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah thing. he started yeah. that thing again. Uh, so, I think they win this game by at least a touchdown. So, I'm going to piggyback off of Sam because this is going to be my easy money pick of the week. And um, it is because of the New Orleans Saints defense pretty much. Uh, last week, they gave up 36 rush uh, last week. They've given up. They, I think they gave up like 60 or 70 rushing yards. And right now they're giving up 74 rushing yards per contest. So you're playing in, you're playing a Denver Broncos team. Who's going to be playing from behind pretty much the whole game. And you're putting the ball uh, into drew locks hands, which hasn't boded well for that football team recently. He threw for four picks before they were uh, not last week, the week before. And, I just really like the way the New Orleans New Orleans Saints are playing playing football. And even with Taysom Hill last week, he completed 78% of his passes, which is pretty high because, um, you know, granted, usually these, these, these quarterbacks don't, you know, have a completion percentage that high. But, you know, he has a good mix of uh, his passing ability, his rushing ability is, is huge. Um, I just really like what the Saints are doing. And I think the Denver Broncos are, are, are real bad. And I think uh, – the Denver Broncos are getting points here because it's in mile high and it's a different atmosphere. Um, and it's a different playing field, but I just think the saints are by far the better team here. Uh, Taysom Hill is going into his second week being the starting quarterback after coming off of a huge win, uh, a confidence booster, uh, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, the defense playing outstanding Sean Payton's mind. I, I just don't really see that the, the saints letting this one slip. So that's what you're All taking is right. that's, that's going to be your easy money pick too. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Nick, Nick and I tend to win together when we agree, so. Oh, yeah, I don't hate it. Yeah. Don't hate it at all. All right. Well, I'm going to uh, – I'm going to take the Indianapolis Colts, minus three and a half, as my, uh, as my easy money team. I look at this Tennessee Titans team, and before you I keep going, know, Before you keep going, does that mean somebody else is finally on the Colts here? Yeah, I've been on the Colts. Okay, he's been. Yeah, I've been. I've been. I've been late to the party on the Colts. I've been late to the party on the Dolphins. I was early on the uh, the Raiders. So I'll, I'll I'll tip my hat to myself yes, on that one. I was but, there too. Uh, but... While we're while we're tooting our yeah, <laughs> while we're tooting our own horns here. Fair enough. Um, fair enough. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, the the Titans eked out a very impressive win late against the Baltimore Ravens, right? And they kind of looked like ass doing it, right? They are the most boring football team I think that we have seen this year. <laughs> and somehow they're seven and three. And I look at that team and I'm like, they stink. They're not seven and three. And here they are seven and three. Um, 
that defense has been torn to shreds. They're they just lost their starting left tackle. Uh, both they're the he's going on the IR. They're starting inside linebackers going on the IR, and somehow they're going to keep chugging on, right? But this is a team that lost to this Indianapolis team what two weeks ago, right? Yes, and by seventeen they points. Them, they had them pretty. They had them beat. It was seventeen points, but but it was on the it was it was some some fuckery from Tennessee special teams blocked. I think it was like a twenty four oh, yeah, yard punt. There was a and lot like of a shenanigans. Block. It was it was a lot of fuckery, right? So it was seventeen points. Yeah, you can look at that, but it was more than seven. But it was less than seventeen points, and like, you know, whatever. Um, I just don't think Tennessee's that good, and I think Indy uh, Indy has one of the best defenses in the league. You can make the argument for best defense, but. As Listen, their, their defense is ranked top ten in both offensive and defensive Exactly. exactly. They're top they're, they're three, solid. I think, in everything. At least going into last week, they were top mm-hmm. three in rushing, passing, and their scoring. De- <laughs> their defensive coordinator, Matt Everflues, is going to get a head coaching job next season. Um, he's been solid for two years now. For for it to go for two three years now for it to go ignored. Um, I think so long as Philip Rivers can keep on the pace that he's doing and not lose the game for them, he's good enough to win the game for him. Give me Indianapolis. All right. I love it. There it is. So that wraps up easy money. Let's move on to make the case. I'm going to It's just it. nice to hear Mano talk nice about Phil Rivers after trashing him a couple of times. I know. Before. I know. Well, that's the, that's, <laughs> that's what's kept me back. It's, it's literally Phil Rivers. Quarterback is the most important position. If you don't have a good one, I, I feel hesitant taking you, you know, mm-hmm. but like, I, I just think Tennessee stinks. It's, it's, it's an ugly set. It's the, it might be the ugliest seven and three that I have seen in all of my years of watching football. I mean, um, at least in recent history. I mean, Phil Rivers does stink, but he's thrown for almost 600 yards, you know, four touchdowns and one interception in, in the past two games, which is, a, which is good. I mean, throwing for one interception and you know a two to one ratio with 600 mm-hmm. yards is, is pretty good. And you know, Michael Pittman Jr. has kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, well, not really out of nowhere, but he was slow in the beginning well, he of the had, year. He. he was a draft riser right and then he came into the league and it kind of i I think he dealt with some injury stuff and now he's starting to really come on you know and they they get ty hilton back at probably full strength i think he was hobbled last week but this week you know it's another week down full should Mm -hmm. be closer to full strength i but i I don't love pitman jr Jr. is that tall frame that big frame that 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 Mm -hmm. phil rivers has always had especially when he was in uh los angeles with whoever it was whether it was mike williams um san diego yeah And a year in LA. <laughs> Get out of here, stick. Get us out of here. Get us out of here. All right. Make the case. I will kick it off <laughs> with the Arizona Cardinals minus two and a half at New England. Um Arizona six and four. New England's four and six. Arizona five and five against the spread. New England also four and six against the spread. I'm still not completely sold on New England, so this is more a play against them. Then on Arizona, uh, both teams coming off of a loss, New England to Houston by seven, Arizona to Seattle also by seven. Uh, but when you look at the teams that these teams have played the last couple weeks, uh, Arizona split two and two against Seattle, Buffalo, Miami, and Seattle. So split against Seattle and a win against Buffalo. Um, for New England, they lost to Houston, beat Baltimore, which was a shock, and squeaked out a win against the Jets. Um, and lost to Buffalo while Arizona beat them. I, Arizona's just too explosive for me, and I don't trust New England and Cam Newton just yet. Um, and 
this is just a line that is begging people to take New England plus a field goal at home. Um, but I, I don't think they're going to do it. I think the Ravens win's giving them too much respect, and I don't think they're that good. I just think the Ravens are not as good as we think. So It opened at a pick em. Yeah, it did. So a lot of money's coming I, in on Arizona, and I still don't think mm-hmm. it's high enough. I'd probably take this up to like a four and a half, five number, probably. Mm-hmm. It's just I, I always have a tough time betting against Bill Belichick-led teams um, because I don't know what I'm going to get out of that New England defense. Uh, you know, I mean, you'd be profitable. General. You'd be hitting at 60%. They're four and six against the spread. I mean, yes, but I'm talking about in general. I mean, I look at last week when it, when the Patriots had a favorable matchup against the Houston Texans defense that isn't good, and they couldn't keep up. And and it and you expected New England defense to step up, and they just didn't. Um, mm-hmm. And this is a, another game where they're going to have to play catch up because uh, Arizona's offense is obviously one of the top and top offenses in the league with with Hopkins. Um, Kirk, Fitzgerald, Drake, Edmonds, Kyler Murray, and their defense has been playing pretty well too. Granted, they kind of got beat, you know, a couple, you know, last week when they played Seattle, but still, um, I mean, Arizona's a better team here and they should, they should win the football game outright. I like what you said there. Basically, I mean, I feel like Arizona and Houston are pretty similar teams in the sense that they're both powerful offenses and have playmakers on offense with a really good quarterback with very similar skill sets. Mm-hmm. with defenses that aren't very good. And if New England couldn't handle Houston, they can't handle the better out of the two in Arizona. So Correct. I think that's – that's Yeah. that's That was good. Fair that, was, that was a nice little back and forth. Regard. You like that? Yeah. I think Bill Belichick – just my two cents here. I think Bill Belichick has made a career exposing quarterbacks and making them do things that they're not comfortable with. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Kyler Murray struggles in this game and if Arizona struggles in this game, I think they're going to score points. Um, and I think they're going to have to force the Patriots to, to catch up at some point, but I, I don't, the Patriots can't I don't, play I don't know why this, this is, I, it, that's what I'm saying. I don't think they can, I don't think they can keep up, but I, I do think it, they're going to struggle more than, than, than what you guys might be letting on. No, well, and, and I, I agree. It's a relatively low-scoring game. I don't think it's going to mm-hmm. be a cakewalk. I mean, Bill Belichick has made a, a living off of taking away the offensive te- you know, the offense's best player, whether it was a tight end, whether it was a wide receiver, whether it was a running back. Um, so, you know, he's going he's gonna to build this, this defensive scheme around taking away DeAndre Hopkins, which is understandable. Mm-hmm. And now you're really forcing Kyler Murray to make smart plays, whether it's a pass or whether it's running an option and, and making a smart play doing that. And – I, I like I said with you, you know, like you said, man. I think it gets to a point where it, it's a catch-up game, and I don't know if Cam Newton can play that catch-up game with what he's got right now. Mm-hmm. All right, Next, I'll go. Just yeah, a little laugh Your again. Last one. Here it comes. Oh. Do it. You Do already it. know it. You already know what's happening right now. <laughs> Make the case, Sammy. We're making the case for the New York Giants as a five and a half point favorite over the Cincinnati Bengals on the road. Are you serious? Like, what the hell am I thinking, right? What I'm thinking is this. Joey Cover's knee just exploded, and the Cincinnati has looked very not good the past two weeks. Since they beat Tennessee, they got – they lost to Pittsburgh by 26 
and they lost to Washington by 11, where they only managed nine points in that game. Giants' defense is good. They're actually – I'm not sure if they'll be active, but Xavier McKinney is practicing this week. I'm not sure. They'll probably integrate him in a little bit. But the Giants' defense getting better and better. Giants' offense getting better and better. Daniel Jones is starting to look competent at the quarterback position. Finally starting to see some improvement in his decision-making. And I think they could very well win this game by – a few touchdowns just because I don't see Cincinnati being able to score. I mean, this is now essentially Cincinnati's team from last year that they won how many games? One, two. I don't know. I don't know. Wasn't very much. No. And they were very, very bad last year. (laughs) Not what you want. I mean, Joe Burrow has kept them competitive this year. They're still two, seven and one, but they've, you know, they're seven and three against the spread as are the giants actually. But, yeah, I think the Giants come out here, and it's a big game for the Giants. You know, regardless of what happens Thursday, you know, someone's going to be 4-7 and seven, most likely. And they got to keep pace if they want the division title. So, Giants minus 5.5. I mean, right. I could talk Giants football all day, and, and I think the Giants have gotten better defensively, especially like Sam said. Um, the Giants are expected to act- activate uh, – Xavier McKinney and both O'Shane Zimenez, the X-Men. Um, yes, the X-Men. And, and that's a huge boost to, to a defense that's already got its confidence riding high. I mean, going going into a bye week with the W, uh, seeing the Cincinnati team over the bye week kind of get smashed by the Washington football team is a huge confidence booster. I mean, Daniel Jones still has more interceptions than touchdowns this year. He's got nine interceptions, eight touchdowns, which is whatever. Um, but he's still he's still completing about seventy one percent of his passes, which is you know huge uh, for, for this offense that's trying to march the ball down the field. And you know the 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 running back committee has kind of worked with Rain, Wayne Gallman and Alfred Morris. Like who would hey, Gallman who, has been awesome. But like who would think that these two players would be propelling this this Giants offensive rushing game? <laughs> um, you know the the Bengals are missing both Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon this week. Um, Part of me feels like Giovanni Bernard is due for a big game, which kind of like hurts my soul, but a part of me feels yeah, like he's yeah. due for it. Um, but their yeah, defense yeah. isn't good. And, you know, Cincinnati's defense is giving up 136 yards per, per, per game. Um, so I, I think the Giants win the game here. I don't want to bet on this game because I just want the Giants to win, and I'd rather not win money than have the Giants win the football game. Um, but I can understand what you're saying. That's called fandom. Probably. Who's that? Uh, yeah, I'll go. I'm yeah. gonna make the case for the buff. I'm gonna make the case for the Buffalo Bills. Oh, I'm going um, the exact opposite. So that's. Are you really? That, are yes. you really? Oh boy! Oh boy! Okay. All right. So let me. So let me tell you. Let me tell you a little bit about the Bills here, right? Okay. Coming off a tell bye me about week. The Bills. Tell me about them. Coming off a bye week, right? Okay. And they're home. Right. The team that they're playing played last week and is coming from the other side of the country. Right, I've made this argument before. I think and you the, told me it's a baloney argument, but that's okay. Oh, I'm making it now, so it's not baloney. <laughs> it's post Thanksgiving, so it's it's leftover turkey now. Leftover <laughs> leftover turkey is good. Leftover sandwich is the best. Um, sandwich. Sorry, leftover sandwich, baby. There, the, but yeah, the, I, I mean the, the the Chargers are coming across the country to play a Bills team that have the bye at home, right? I I think I think that alone. Gives uh gives the advantage to the Bills, especially when you consider that they're what five and a. Let me just double check here. Yeah, it's five. Buffalo minus five and a half. 
I think this is a I think this is a ten point game easily. I think the Buffalo Bills have improved their offense um, from the beginning of the season, and that's hard to do since they were Josh Allen was an MVP candidate. They've gotten more balanced, um, and they started really letting Josh Allen kind of throw routes that he's comfortable with, throw balls that he's comfortable with. The Stephon Diggs acquisition has been crucial. I don't think the Chargers have anybody on that defense that's capable of stopping them. Um, especially when you consider that they've blown leads in every single football game for the past five years. Um, I don't think it's, I don't think it's that close. I'm going to keep pulling the, the, the Herbert's going to regress eventually card until he actually does it. Give me this week against a solid secondary with Poyer, uh, Micah Hyde and Tredavious White. Okay. So you say that the Bills defense is, I don't know, would you say solid? Um, they're giving up about 260 passing yards per game um, on a near 70% completion rate. Um, and right now Herbert's completing about 68% of his passes on throwing two, 22 touchdowns and six interceptions. Um, I see this game as more of a back and forth kind of game. Um, I, I mean, I do know that the Los Angeles' defense is not good. Uh, you know, right now they have no excuse. They, they got Bosa back. They got Melvin Ingram back. Um, there really shouldn't be any excuse for why they can't play any defense, but it's, it's happening and, and it looks bad. And they, they lost last week to, to Denver um, or no, that was Miami that lost last week to Denver, but still, I, 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 you talk about how uh, the Los Angeles, they, they always come within, they, they blow the game at the end, but I think uh, they kind of backdoor sneaky cover here. And I think Justin Herbert's offensive arm propels, them to to a cover here. You look at two defenses that aren't good against two offenses who are good, which makes for a good game here. And maybe the bye week does boost the Bills a little bit. Um, but I, I like Justin Herbert, and he's going to make a strong case for rookie of the year. Now he's got no other competition, so why not take the you know grab the, the wheel and just drive it right into it? I mean, All if right. the Chargers blow the game, I mean they're, they'll probably cover the five and a half if they <laughs> choke away the lead. And, and that's kind of what like, I see here. You saw, I mean, you saw, yeah, and you kind of are waiting for Herbert to regress at some point. I mean, Tua, like, did not look as sharp last week. Um, Burrow regressed when his knee bent the wrong way. I don't know who else is starting. That does, yes. that does happen, yes, naturally. And I think it's, it's got to happen at some point where Herbert looks, you know, like a rookie. He's making dumb mistakes and whatnot. But, so I, I, I definitely lean Buffalo here, but. It's a it's a fairly rated game, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, you I'd know, be on Buffalo too. I think it's tough because both defenses really have been underwhelming this year, which are they were both expected preseason, you know, kind of be in the upper echelon of of, of defenses, and they just aren't. And I don't know what I'm going to get from either team, but I'm going to put my money on Justin Herbert for whatever reason. It's the new haircut. He looks like Buzz <laughs> from Toy Story. He looks like a bully. I don't know <laughs> what he looks like, but here's my money, Justin Herbert. All right. Um, so since Nick broke the rules twice today with a piggyback pick and then the opposite pick, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to add us in, I'm going to take a third pick today and I'm going to make the case, although I think it could be an easy money for the Kansas city chiefs minus three and a half against the Tampa Bay bucks. Oh, God. I I'm sorry, but Tom Brady looks flustered. I think this is a runaway game. You saw what the Chiefs did in the last minute, 40 seconds of that game. They didn't cover That's an either. offense that I'm not betting against. You get them at a minus three and a half against a Tampa Bay team that crumbles against every good team they play. In prime time. In prime this time. Is before Tom Brady's bedtime, he'll look better. 
I don't care. Huh. No, the Chiefs are just too good. The Bucks falter too many times in a game for me to trust them. I think the Chiefs offense capitalizes on that, and they win this game going away. I think – I don't know. This is easy for me. The Chiefs are just too good. They're just way too good. I'm leading Tampa here, but I'm not I know, you get an actual pick. <laughs> I mean, my bet favorite things to do are bet the Giants and bet against the Chiefs, so – I mean, I I'm, I'm personally just very against this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. I think they've been way overhyped, especially their defense. Um, and I think it's easy to blow the top off of their defense. And you saw it last week uh, on Monday night where they just couldn't keep down the, the Los Angeles Rams the way they wanted to. I mean, Cooper Cup had, what, six catches on the first drive, um, which is pretty absurd. Uh, I don't know. And I look at that game, game as like a direct – parallel they lost the game to the rams by three this spread is three and a half is kansas city a half point better than the rams yeah so i feel like there there you go there's your answer yeah i mean i think it's i think it, this is going to be Mahomes led game i think this is just going to be a, a heavy passing game between both sides and do i trust a younger um i guess more athletic and, and a a better overall quarterback in this day, you know, in today in Patrick Mahomes, or do I trust, you know, Best quarterback ever. I don't care. He's only okay. played three years. <laughs> or do you trust the best over, you know, one, one of, if not the best quarterback in, in the NFL history and Tom Brady granted he's 40 years old. Um, I mean, you look at these offenses, they both have pretty much the same weapons, you know, across the board with, with tight ends and, and wide receivers and running backs um, so it's it's going to be a, a scoring. It's going to be a back-to-back uh, affair. I just think Patrick Mahomes has more in the tank than, than Tom Brady does, especially uh, what, from what I've seen out of both of these teams. All right, so there you have it. Uh, let's move on to Monday night. Uh, we have Seattle visiting Philadelphia. It's an 8-15 game on Monday. Uh, Seattle are five-and-a-half-point favorites. The line started at Seattle minus three, so Seattle's getting a fair bit of public money here. Um, total set at 50 and a half. I'm going to kick it off. I'm going Seattle. I hate Philly. I think they're a terrible, terrible, terrible team. They couldn't beat Cleveland. They couldn't beat the Giants. They're not going to beat Seattle and Seattle's going to whoop them. That's it. There's nothing more to it. Yeah. I mean, I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Um, the Eagles this year have just kind of been underwhelming to me. Uh, they, I mean, what do they have offensively and defensively? They don't really have much. I see Sam smiling over there. It's kind of making me feel uncomfortable because I know why he's smiling. Um, I don't, I don't know if the Seahawks are expected to get back Carson, but clearly they got uh, Carlos Hyde back last week and that did the job for him. Um, they get Carson back. I think oh, Chris, Chris Carson. Okay. I thought you were talking about Carson Wentz. I was like, wait a minute. What? Oh yeah. Chris, Chris I mean, Carson. essentially. Okay, yeah. Cause Carson Wentz is yeah, kid, a, kid, kid. the best defensive player for any team. Yeah, I mean, listen, the ball three watching, times him, a week. watching him play last week, Carson Wentz play last oh. week um, was, was, was hard. I mean, I took Cleveland minus three, and, and I like that, and I think they should have won by more than three, but I think because of the rain and the weather, it looked even worse. Um, I mean, the Seattle's passing defense is not good. They're giving up around 345 yards per contest, and it's God. really not good. Um, but Carson Wentz clearly hasn't really been able to figure it out underneath center either, making bad mistakes, uh, forcing the ball into tight windows. And I, I think Russell Wilson makes another case here to be the MVP. And he kind of figured it out last week. He took, he didn't look like he was trying to make all the plays with his arm. He looked like he was trying to let the rest of his, the rest of the team do the job, which is big. Um, 
I think, I mean, Philly's, like I said, with the run game before, Philly's, you know, giving up around 140 yards per game, um, which is important because if they have Carlos Hyde and granted uh, Chris Carson, um, I think if Seattle has the run game, it's it's going to be a runaway game for them. Yeah, for sure. And I don't think Seattle's sec- or Philadelphia's secondary has any answer for DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. There's just no way. Yeah, so I – No, wait. No, no, no. I, I want to hear from Mano first. I want to hear from you, Sam. I want to hear from Mano. Sam, are you going to – be honest here. Are you going to pick the Eagles? Can I say what I want to say? Yeah, you can say what you want to say. Oh, well, there you, goes yeah. that. There goes Mano yeah, 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 yeah. first. There goes Mano when, when I look at this game, I'm – I kind of get in the same kind of feel as – it had to be like week four or five when, again, the Eagles were struggling and they were about a six, seven-point dog uh, against San Francisco. On side on side football, and they won outright. Um, okay, but, but see, I hate I hate. Let me go. San Fran's offense. I'm still Seattle's uh, offense. How about you let me finish, and then I can get yeah. to where I was going. Where I was yeah. saying was Seattle is not San Fran. Seattle can score the ball, can score quickly. Carson Wentz can score quickly for the other team. What I mean because he yeah, Carson Wentz argument. is terrible. He mm-hmm. isn't. Awful quarterback, you know. Like, there's, I was, I, I was a believer in Carson Wentz as, as a Giants fan. I'm like, this guy's good. Like, he makes some dumbness in sometimes, but like, so did Eli throughout his career. He ended up all right. But God, Carson Wentz, he he looks lost in the football fields. As it's much as I want to take Philly, I will be taking Seattle. Ah, oh, yeah, right. yeah. There's Johnson right there. Yeah, I'll tell you. Let me finish, Nick. Asshole. All right, man. It'll break our hearts. Lucy Johnson over there. No, I'm not going to break your hearts. I can't do it. Sound the sweep alarm. I'm picking Seattle minus five and a half here. Um, Get it going. Just please I'll tell give, me how, how bad are the how bad are this uh, the Philadelphia Eagles? They're bad. Thank They're you. Bad. And okay. it's and it starts with Carson Wentz, right? And Carson Wentz, um, we can bid adieu to the former Carson Wentz that we once saw because he was an MVP candidate when they won the Super Bowl and he got hurt. He hasn't really been the same since. Um, I don't know if it's mental. If it's mental, I wish him the best. If it's physical, that stinks. You know, like that's, it happens sometimes. Um, But this Seattle team, like you guys said, can put up points in bunches. They are, Russell Wilson, if if Mahomes didn't exist, Russell Wilson would probably be the MVP, even though he's kind of struggled. I think he's still been among the better quarterback. You can make an argument for some other ones, but in a Mahomes free world, yeah, in a Mahomes free world, I, I, I would think Russell Wilson um is the is the best quarterback in the league. Um this defense is getting right. They didn't stifle. I guess they stifled him. Yeah, they st- I'll, I'll I'll put the word out there. They stif- they stifled Kyler Murray, right? And it's the second time seeing a team, so it's a little bit easier to do that. Um, but they're getting right. Um Carlos Dunlap has paid dividends for them, and that was a midseason acquisition. You don't always see that for midseason acquisitions. I mean, Huge. he sealed the game last week with a sack and a three-man pressure. So that's that's impressive to me, and that's a pass rush that was inexistent prior to him getting there. So even one guy kind of helps, right? Frees up other guys. Um, and you, you guys said, I don't think Philly has enough to, to, to catch up with them. Seattle has 10 days of rest coming off the the – the game their their last game it's 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 i feel like it's too it's it's too easy but it's one of those picks where i'm like yeah this is too easy but it's too easy for a reason give me five and a half and give me it right now before that line gets to seven 
Yeah, 100%. In Philly or in Seattle? No, it's in, it's it's in, in Philly. Philly. It's in Philly. It has to be in Philly. That's why it's five and a half. If it was at CenturyLink, I think I mean, it'd be like the, seven and a half. The only, the only part uh, of yeah, Seattle, Seattle's defense that didn't really – I mean, that didn't really look good last week when they played the Cardinals was on that final drive when they kind of got picked apart until they got they, – they let Arizona get to the 30-yard line. And then it seemed like they kind of hunkered down and they – I don't think Kyler Murray had one open receiver throw to that whole last uh, that whole last series. Mm-hmm. And like you said, the Carlos Dunlap sack on the last play of the game was huge. Um, he's paid dividends. You get a healthy Jamal Adams now. I mean, he's been back a couple weeks and now he's back and he's in the grind and he's back in, uh, he's in good physical shape to take over a football game. And Carson Wentz has just looked bad. He still has, I think probably the most turnover worthy plays in the NFL by a, a margin. He was like up by like seven, uh, go before last week. Uh, he's got just as many touchdowns as interceptions and, and it, it's just bad. And, and the Eagles need to figure it out and they won't figure it out this week. No way. When would you, if you guys were Doug Peterson, right? When does Jalen Hurts start? Is it if they lose this week? Is it? I don't know if they've yes. had their. I think they've had their bye week already. But is it after? They like have, if they lose this week it, and Carson, it's not going to happen. I don't think it's a start. It's probably I think not going to happen. I don't think it's a start. I think it's a pull. You pull Carson you Wentz three quarters. Pulled. I think he gets pulled three quarters of the way through the game. And I don't know if it's going to be this week or whoever they play next week. But granted, you're down 21 points going to the fourth quarter. What do you? Why wouldn't you give it a shot? This this your season's mm-hmm. already almost gone. Um, you're going to lose right. this game. Why not see what you have and arguably one of yeah. I mean, he was a Heisman contender when he was at Oklahoma. I mean, and when right. he was at Alabama, he was arguably one of the best. Everyone's a Heisman contender at Oklahoma. Every quarterback is a Heisman contender. <laughs> Still, I mean, you see what it's just a it. fact. I, I mean, I, I would give him a shot. You draft yeah, him for a reason. Um, you don't draft him to run a two-quarterback set. You don't draft him for that reason. You draft him because you know what you get. Yeah. I don't want to harp on it, but that is the worst. Because he comes in the game, you know exactly what they're doing. It's the dumbest thing you could possibly be doing. I, I, right. I he's a, a he's a weapon he's a weapon player that is supposed to be used like Taysom Hill, but Sean Payton is one of the brightest offensive minds in the in the league, and it's and it, it it's I don't know about young mind. It's he's a bit of an old boy. Well, no, he is an old boy. I I think I, I said he's one of the brightest. Did I say young? I didn't mean young. That dude was on the Giants staff in like 2003. So like, all right, stick nudges aside. Is that it? We're wrapping it. All right. Um. So that just about does it for the week 12 episode of the Caps on podcast. You can check us out on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at Caps on Sports, CapsOnSports.com, uh, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Caps on Sports, everything Caps on Sports merch on CapsOnSports.com, everything Caps on Sports. But for Tyler Blumenstick, Nick Tobias, Anthony Mano, and Sam Meehan, we'll see you next week. Oh, what's Sammy got there? Oh, Sam's watching some merch over there. Got some merch. <laughs> Gang, baseball team.